Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 363, where we'll be talking about comics originally releasing February 8th, 2017. This is where Drew and I go through the listing of the upcoming comics. Coming out this Wednesday, we tell you what to pick up, what to read, and what is going to be worth setting back in that short box years for maybe a month or two, flipping it and making all kinds of money. But Drew, before we get into the gold in this Wednesday's releases, uh, we have any feedback or anything? Yeah, I got lots of good stuff this week. Uh, Michael Lamb sends in his top five January comics, which is a good idea. Oh, you, you read nuance. Your three, you read your four or five weeks worth of comics, and there's always some good stuff, and it's kind of cool to kind of evaluate what the best of that month was. Um, his top five are The Dregs, number one, a fantastic start, and now he just worries about the delays. I'm, I'm assuming that's a Black Mask book. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, we've got uh, number four, Manifest Destiny, number 25, a glorious return, and is still a, st- a top-of-the-stack pick. I agree. That was a wonderful, wonderful issue. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, he gives to Motor Girl, number three, this book going in a very unexpected direction can't believe i have another black and white book on my pull besides the walking dead um yeah it's weird but good uh speaking of the walking dead number two the walking dead 162 just when i think the survivors look to be out of the woods kirkman pulls the rug out great into this arc uh number one saga number 42 what can I say? BKV and Fiona just ripped my heart out and stomped on it. Brilliant. Oh, crap, I haven't read that yet. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's some sadness there. Brilliant storytelling, this story arc, and endings tug at your emotion. And whatever the 20,000 people that aren't reading this that were a year ago, you're missing out. Yeah. Whatever the number They're trade waiters. They're moving to trade. Every, every, every other podcaster besides this one, every other comic podcast, like, this reads much better in trade. This saga reads much better in trade, which it does not. It reads great in single issues. You just mm-hmm. have to have a little bit of patience, you pansies. Yeah. Um, some info on CGC uh, from Michael. You do you, you do have to pay a hundred and fifty dollar membership fee to be able to submit books, but you get a hundred and fifty dollars in credit towards your grading fees plus it allows you to have 10% off of grading fees modern books are 16 bucks uh, $12 for pressing of course you can, okay. you can also pay for fast track if you want your books back faster any books with a signature not witnessed by a CG rep will get a qualified grade for CBCS info no membership is required they start offering pressing very soon. They also offer a signature verification service for an extra fee for books not witnessed. Grading costs are almost the same as CGC. On the secondary market, of course, he says CGC books sell for a higher premium than CBCS. But maybe that'll change. I think it's steadily becoming a little more equivalent mm-hmm. on those two fronts. <clears throat> Bob Seifert also uh, echoes some of this. I have done CGC recently. And I always get the $149 membership each year because you get $149 credit and 10% of submission tiers. 
with the $39 membership, you don't get any credit. So you essentially lose money with that membership. Ah. I've sent two books in already and received them, and I'm getting ready to send in 15 Jeez! as soon as my ASM annual comes back from pressing. And by the way, one of our very own LCS shops is doing the pressing. Uh, He said Capital City Comics does pressing for only $7, Ah. and they are very good. I had them do uh, Amazing Spider-Man 31 and my Amazing Spider-Man 300 before I got them signed by Stan Lee and graded. Man, he's He's playing in deep water there. Uh, mm-hmm. I am just trying to add to Drew's ASM cl- 300 Club rem- Remorse. Good job, homies. The podcast really makes my Monday, my work Mondays easier. That's awesome. We appreciate that. So, so wait, okay. So you're getting your credit. It's $16 per book, but then you have, you pay shipping there and shipping back? Was there something like that? I, you know, I didn't look at the shipping, but yeah, I think you're shipping your book to them. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I can't remember if if you pay a return shipping on top yeah, of that. Yeah, because sixteen well. bucks, obviously sixteen bucks there. isn't bad. It used mm-hmm, to be. I thought all. it used to be like thirty, but maybe that was with shipping. Yeah. But Cap City, that's up there on uh, this side of Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Been there a couple times. Yeah, yeah. They they've got a really cool back catalog. They they have all the um, um, small publishers. They carry almost all the small publishers, and uh, I I like that I like that store, and I didn't realize they did pressing and for seven bucks man that would have been fun to do with some of my keys if i hadn't already sold most of them <laughs> i wish i had my uh werewolf, werewolf by night back yeah no doubt that'd have been cool that would have been cool one to press I, yeah i got some good I, I mean i'll have to look at prices but you know the thought to send in my first appearance of nightwing and first appearance of Dead, deathstroke in that teen titans run is, is strong pulling yeah now you go to press them first for seven bucks? For seven bucks, heck yeah, might as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how good they are already. Maybe they're maybe they don't need it, but that's hey. If if seven bucks get me an extra point two, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I guess if you go from a nine six to a nine eight, it's worth it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, but he, so he got a he got a a three hundred and a. You got Amazing Spider-Man thirty-one. That's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that a, what's that a first appearance of? Do you know by any chance? Not off the top of my head. I gotta, I gotta find out. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man thirty-one. That's the first appearance of somebody, and I, I'm kick, gonna kick myself because I think thought I knew it. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? All I see is Ant Man and a blood transfusion. I don't get any actual answers. Yeah. It's a Steve Ditko. Maybe it's just an old one. Yeah. Hmm. It's bugging me. Oh, first Quinn Stacy. Duh. There you go. I, I knew it was something. That makes a lot of sense, man. So he pressed that. And then took it to a show and had Stanley sign it. And then that's kind of cool. And then CGC said. <laughs> and then he's going to have it. Oh, that'd be cool. I wouldn't, I would never sell that probably. Mm-hmm. 
because Stan's not going to be around much longer. <laughs> this is true. Uh, well, I mean, sadly, he, he might. Um, uh, he mentions uh, you can buy the 1 in 200 Walking Dead from DCBS for 50 bucks uh, without buying 200 of the 25 cent comic. Um, and then he said, uh, so for 50 bucks, he doesn't have to deal with uh, having all, to buying all the comics and working some deal out. So he can just 50 bucks for that 1 in 200, which is pretty reasonable i think yeah not bad at all um and he said he said thanks to dcbs but then no thanks to dcbs for not offering the image homage covers he went back Yeah, that was a that was weird and he even looked in the previews catalog to see if he missed them he said they were not in the previews catalog um i really do not want to have to try to chase these in the wild Mm -hmm. which is i think we're all going through that yeah, seems like everybody's doing that. So if you see them, snag them up because everybody's looking for them. Yeah, they're going to be crazy expensive. Um, Michael Lamb says my LCS was selling the one in two hundred Walking Dead for two hundred dollars, and the one in five hundred for five hundred dollars. I get it that they need to make a profit, but it seems a tad high. When you consider that ordering 500 copies of Walking Dead, it's only cost you 125 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got both those. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, gouging you, dude. They are gouging you. So tell them to stick it. Uh, Michael Lamb says, "God Country Number One Second Print is going to have a different cover." Uh, it was too late at D- DCBS to get it. It's going to be out on February 15th. Uh, so good luck. Hopefully my C- LCS will get some in. I uh, missed that. I thought we talked about that at the second printing of variants. Maybe not. Did Did you say I wanted it? Uh, no, no, I, I didn't reach out to you on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Uh, Wolf Warner says, "Will Riverdale's TV show spark the current Mark Wade run? What did you guys think of the show?" Tell you what, uh, I forgot to tape number episode number one, uh, so I had to I have to catch that in reruns on Saturday. Um, I did uh, I did set the timer to tape number two, so I still haven't watched it yet. Kyle, have you watched it? I have not watched it. Um, it looks which I, I would say something like, "Oh, I'm not the target audience," but I wasn't the target audience for Archie, and I, I really love that. I think this is from the previews that I've seen. It looks a little more adult than even what the current Archie is. Oh, nice. Like, they're going in a uh, kind of a darker area, it looks like to me, but I don't know. Maybe it'll try to keep it kind of family-oriented, but I don't think so. It is CW. <laughs> uh, Wolf says, uh, 7 to Eternity is down to 60 to 50 bucks. Do you still sell now? Has it peaked? Does it have room to grow? Uh, I would, uh, I would make that slap your hands on the side of your face like Kevin from Home Alone, and uh, run to that comic and throw it up on there and sell, sell, sell because that means that means it's peaked. That's my guess. Um, I think it will go up when the trade hits. No way. No way. It was up to 75, it's down to 60. It's done. 
It's done. No. That's it. No. Maybe it's going to stabilize <laughs> there, but it's it's not going to go up any higher. And I've never been wrong on this, this show. This is true. Still <laughs> a really good series. Yeah, but yeah, people aren't buying doing buy it nows for sixty five. Got a sale today for seventy six with free ship. So uh, okay, sixty eight. Yeah, so it's it's hovering around seventy bucks. Still. Okay, so let's just say for the sake of argument, I still haven't found my issue. It's around here in one of my boxes. When I do, and I'm going to snap a picture and throw that bad boy up, mm-hmm. should I put a crazy number on it? Should I put a ninety nine ninety nine best offer free ship? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's exactly what you should do. Do you have all? Do you have? Did you order one through four? No. Okay. Guy got one hundred and fifty five bucks free ship one through four. Dang. Yeah. That was yesterday. That's not bad. Well, I mean, I would see what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up. I have cover A, cover B, and second print. I'm going to put A, B, and second print up. I'm going to put like 140 on it, oboe, and see what happens. Yeah. 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 I'd I'd take 75. I'd take. I'd probably take 60. Hey, hey, your potential buyers could be listening to this. I've given your hand away. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That's why I suck at this. Don't listen to me, folks. There you go. Uh. He also says We Could Never Go Home has been announced to be a TV show. Do you buy issue one or sell your issue one? So do you go out looking for that issue, snap them up, or do you just sell what you got? Um, you always, I mean, that's a good time to sell, I think. But um, So you're not, not going to find them anyway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of them floating around out there. Maybe, never know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, that that's a small that's a small press run. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Jason from Hawaii sends in. Uh, thank you for answering my question about the DC price increase with digital codes. Drew, like your answer. Hope DC keeps most of their books at two nine nine six months from now. Kyle, I agree with you. DC did kill most of their books when they did this price increase. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said, uh, this is for your listener, Julie, who asked if you sold comics on different platform, platforms last, uh, week's episode, on last week's episode, I interviewed, uh, Jed Aiden of Aloha Comics, who sells comics from his Instagram site, the one that I could not think of. It was Aloha Comics. So go to, go to Instagram and, and search for Aloha Comics and you can see his, his stuff. Um, I do have a link here. It's uh, Instagram.com slash Aloha Comics. So there you go. Um, uh, my interview with Jed, if you want to listen to that interview, you can go to Comic Book Page, which is a, a sister podcast of ours um, we're friendly with. Um, it was on Comic Book Page, the preview spotlight episode number 109, if you want to hear that hear that uh, interview with him on uh, his how he does that. So he he went to a con, set up a booth based on his Instagram comic selling business from Hawaii. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Um we hear we heard uh the sad news that uh Bernie Wrightson has retired. Uh Bernie Wrightson is a long-time comic creator. Did a lot of Batman. Did tons of stuff. Um, I got. I've got a lot of Bernie Wrightson, and um, 
I guess you don't want to do no comics no more. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. I hope he's off the greener pastures. Um, I've got a, a nice communication from uh, DCBS today. Uh, after careful consideration, DCBS has decided we need to increase our shipping prices. What? In order to maintain the quality of our shipping. So... They're saying because of FedEx prices increasing, uh, you United States Post Office prices increasing, uh, an eight percent increase in the cost for boxes, <laughs> uh, the fact that monthly and twice a month shipping prices haven't increased since April of 2012 doesn't seem that long ago. DCBS. Um, and the weekly price hasn't increased since July of 2010. So they have to increase, and the new the, the new shipping prices are... Okay, monthly shipping increases from $6.95 to $7.50. Not too bad. I can roll with that. Twice a month shipping increases from $6.95 to $7.50. So same, same thing. So you just up to 15 bucks now uh, if you want to get it twice a month. I like it. And <clears throat> weekly shipping increases from twelve ninety five to fifteen fifty. So it's gonna cost you thirty dollars and fifty cents to get your box every week. Um, which is a little higher. And um Yeah, it still seems kinda reasonable. I was gonna say that I can't complain about that. Nah, it's not a big it's it's not a really big increase and they took the time to write a little letter. They just didn't mm-hmm. they just didn't change it on the website without telling anybody. Yeah. Which I, I was can't complain about that, and I usually complain about everything. So yeah, win. yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll just pass the savings on to you, and you can pay that extra fifty-five cents. Okay, <laughs> it's yours. All right, that's all I had for feedback. That's all you had. All right, you got anything? That's nothing. We don't have Comic Con. We don't have a top ten. We don't have the rest of the numbers or anything yet. So let's just head on over to previewsworld.com. Did you check for the numbers? At... There were no numbers today. I checked for the numbers and I checked iTunes. You know no what's feedback. weird? We haven't what? got the year in numbers yet. Oh yeah. We didn't get the 2016 numbers, and it is um, February third. Mm. And I don't know if they're even gonna. Maybe they're not gonna do them, or maybe it's. There's, it looks like there's 2016. Oh. Let's see 2016 estimate coming soon. So yeah. Estimate coming soon. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, taking their sweet time. Yeah, yeah. All right, where was I? Okay, I was over here. February eighth, two thousand seventeen. We're gonna look at comics originally coming out that day. So, Drew, let's start where we always start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Well, I'm super excited about the comics. I'm excited about the Empowered Soldier of Love, number one from Dark Horse, written by Adam Warren with art by Carla Diaz. Love is tearing apart costumed crime fighter empowered city as the earthly powers of an embittered international magical girl of mystery covertly inflame the superhero hero heroic community's burning passions but even if a befuddled imp can puzzle out her shadowy foe's schemes can she hope to prevail against the soldier of love we think huh excited Uh, covers neat Stories, nah. <laughs> Maybe one. Maybe we'll give it one. Yeah. And uh, you don't care about World of Tanks number five, I'm guessing. 
nope, moved on. Gotcha. Anything else in Dark Horse? No. no Let's no, head no. on down to DC. We'll start a new story arc in Action 973 on our March to 1000. This is Mild Mannered Part 1. The road to Superman Reborn starts here. With Superman and Lex back on Earth, the Man of Steel turns his attention to uncovering the mystery of the human Clark Kent living and working in Metropolis. But there's something off about this guy. And Superman better figure out just what that is before it's too late. Which is my... What I'm... I can't wait to find out what the, who, who that guy is. What, what his deal. Go. What's his deal? All-Star Batman number seven. Really cool cover. Poison Promises. Step aside, gentlemen. Poison Ivy is about to steal the spotlight in Batman's continuing rogues gallery road trip. Scott Snyder teams up with mega-talented Tula Lute to reimagine the Dark Knight's most seductive villain. And there is a Frank Avia uh, variant as well as a Tula Lote variant. Now, is this worth jumping back in? Or did uh, was six this as well? Or was six the end of the last arc? I do not remember. Yeah. I do not remember. Because that sounds... It sounds interesting. Wasn't it... Uh, it was a long uh, Two-Face arc. Yeah. I just can't remember if that... If that uh, was a five or a six? ended at five, exactly. I can't either. Um, I'm going to read this seven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. As much as I jumped off and said, not worth five bucks, uh, I will seek out the ability to read seven. I may just read it in the shop and then put it back. Now, uh, Deathstroke number 12, you know why I'm mentioning that? Why? Covered by Bill Sienkiewicz. Ah, yeah, that is pretty rad. It's a pretty nice cover, uh, and it is a jumping on point. So it's a uh, Twilight Part One. What happens when the world's deadliest assassin begins to go blind? So that's uh, interesting. So mm. if you've been thinking about sampling it, I mean, if you're if you're not on the book and you want to check it out, this is not, not only a jumping on point, but it's this Bill Sinkevich cover. So. Um, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Justice League of America, Rebirth number one. Written by Steve Orlando with art and cover by Ivan Rice and Joe Prado. Batman, Black Canary, Killer Frost, The Ray, Vixen, The Atom, and Lobo? Or wait, I'm sp- there's an exclamation point. And Lobo! <laughs> Spinning directly out of the events of Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Spoiler. Join the sensational team of writers Steve Orlando and artists Ivan Rice and Joe Prado and discover how Batman assembled the roughest, toughest Justice League of all time. We've got um, the 10th issue of Scooby Apocalypse. And uh, who thought we'd make it that far, huh? (laughs) In this issue, meet Velma, warrior queen of Monster World. In the midst of a fever dream, the mild-mannered Velma Dinkley visits an alternative reality where friends become enemies and horrifying monsters are now her loyal subjects. This train wreck continues, and I continue to to manically, <laughs> maniacally sit and watch as it uh, careens <laughs> off the road. 
It's crazy fuck, man. It is a crazy fuck. I very much like the cover to Red Hood and the Outlaws number seven. Um, Great Giuseppe Camancoli and Cam Smith cover. Uh, Very of Mice and Men or very Walking Dead, Look at the Flowers, whatever you would prefer. Mm. How do you solve a problem like Bizarro now that Black Mask is defeated? Uh, Artemis continues her quest for the Bow of Ra, a weapon of immense power. Meanwhile, Jason is dealing with an immense power of his own, Bizarro. What's to be done about such a violent creature? Mm -hmm. And is he too dangerous to be kept alive? Nice. Now, um... And this may be the last 299 Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, so that might be the last one you get. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. So Titans number eight, uh, I've jumped off this book, but I've been thinking about hopping back on, and this is a part one, Made in America. Uh, As Wally West and the Titans adjust to their new lives in New York City, investigate a mysterious new threat, Karen and Mal Duncan visit Meta Solutions to discuss their future, but the meeting takes an unexpected turn when Mal delivers a shocking revelation and Karen is faced with a difficult choice. Now, there's an upcoming few books that are... There's a couple of Flash and a couple of Batman that are going to dip back into the Rebirth storyline that John started. 21 and 22 of each of those. Yeah, and I wonder if that's going to kick off some more tie-ins with some of these other books where Wally is. You think that's possible, or is it just going to be those four? And that's oh, there's it's definitely possible. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about checking out Titans again, but that that was not a great solicit. I'm not really excited about a a meeting between Karen and Mal Duncan as they visit Meta Solutions. So I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably pass on this one. And maybe check it out later. There you go. Uh, what about Wonder Woman number sixteen? I just read God- the odds. Okay, well, Godwatch Part 1. Since the moment Wonder Woman arrived in our world, Godwatch has been waiting. But who are they and what do they want? Diana's journey to the truth continues with the origin of what may prove to be her greatest enemy. Yeah, I just read the odds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to read the odds for a little while. What if I mean? Do we know Godwatch? Is is, is Godwatch something, or is Godwatch something to have the first of? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I guess. You, yeah, I never thought about that. Googling Godwatch. Yeah, I don't know. Is that exactly going to pop up? Nah, there's a lot of weird things popping up. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's anything else in. Anything a lot that, of books coming out uh, yeah. in old DC. Oh, is there a ton of uh, variant covers for Justice League of America Rebirth? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it only lists one, but, you know, it's not like... It's not <coughs> going to be like U.S. Avengers with, like, 50 again, is it? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No, it doesn't look like there are a bunch of covers for it. Yeah, I think DC kind of said they're going to stop doing that crap. They also said they were going to hold the line at two ninety nine, and that didn't last as long as I'd like <coughs> yeah, it to. They kind of are. <laughs> Letter of the law. I think they are. 
I lost my place. I apologize. Okay, okay, we're done with DC, and we've got nothing in it. IDW, so you can shoot right down the image. <laughs> Just skip IDW. There's nothing to even look out there. I don't yep, think looks so. like you are correct. Let's head on down to image. Birthright twenty two. I read the first two arcs of that, then quit. But I hear good things about it. It's okay. <laughs> Green Valley number five of nine. You know, we've had some interesting books in this one. That it's it's already starting to uh, to catch me off guard. We've got you know laser shooting iPads. We've got brightly colored Velociraptors. Uh, we appear to be heading into a, a time travel story that we are we are actually watching from the the uh, the outside in instead of the inside out, which we do for most time travel stories. So uh, it's very very interesting, super well drawn, super well written. Is that what he was talking about when he said no one's ever done this before? I can't believe no one's ever thought of this before, and that's putting a velocity wrapper next to a next to a, a knight. Is that what he was talking no, about? No, I don't think it's it's the single action. He was talking about the story as a whole, I think. So, I don't know. We shall see. Oh, I thought it was actually like that plot point. <laughs> no, but that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't understand. Because he was talking about, like, it's so unique. Like, the whole story's not unique. Time-traveling nights aren't un- unique. But we're, we're uh, how many times have you re- have you read a time traveling story where you're not you're not from the perspective of the time traveler? Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah, you're selling me. Got it. There you go. Uh, we got another uh, issue of Moonshine, uh, part five, in the penultimate issue Hey-oh. of the opening story arc. Uh, Torpedo Lou Perlo is juggling two femme fatales and a bloodthirsty werewolf and about to discover the true meaning of the expression love bites. So it's a six issue series. Did I know that? I don't think I did. Yes. Did I? I don't know if you knew that or not. Mm. And then Motor Crush number three. Uh, Brendan Fletcher, Babs Tar. And Cameron Stewart, um, all hope of winning the World Grand Prix is lost unless Domino can convince ace mechanic Lola to rejoin Team Swift. But another cannonball street battle puts everything in jeopardy. Breaching part three of Isola Prologue by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kirschberg. Uh, this book I'm kind of just reading still. It's not great. But, uh, just reading because it's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of interested in it, but I wouldn't rec. I mean, I wouldn't say you know if you got a full pull list, don't bother. Uh, do you know what the homage is on the East of West image tribute? I can't remember now. Uh, I'm looking at it, but I don't. I don't recognize that one. And, of course, the Wicked and Divine, issue 26, the image tribute is, of course, a throwback to the third print of Sex Criminals. Or second print of Sex Criminals. Which one? Wicked and Divine, cover C, image tribute variant. Nice, nice. People love that. That would have been a great one to get. I oh, I, oh, this one here, the original one. 
The original Sex Criminals one. No, the, that one there. I got the yeah. original. I think we both do, don't we? Yeah, we both got a few of them. All right. Some good stuff in Image. Some really good reads. Anything else? Um, I guess not, no. <laughs> Nothing with the throwaways or anything? No. All right. So is it just... So it's... Okay, let's recap. We've got one homage tribute cover. Two. We've got two. Wicked yep, and Divine. East and West and Wicked and Divine. Okay. So on Wednesday, make your rounds to your LCS. Go there at opening and see if they've got any in the rack. And if they're yep. three ninety nine, I think you should grab them, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, because they're under-ordered, because we couldn't order them very easily. Mm-mm. So that must mean there's they're hard to get, or we just are incompetent. We're not sure. <laughs> so yeah, let's, uh, go, let's go down to Marvel. Let's head on down to Marvel, and let's start at all-new Wolverine 17. Of course, Tom Taylor, with somebody whose name I'm not even going to attempt on art. Enemy of the State, number two, continues. The world-trotting Wolverine must find a way to face her fears and break free of the hold the trigger scent has over her. Yeah, that's been a good storyline. I've, I've enjoyed it. Also enjoyed Renew Your Vows. Yep. I thought that's been really, really good. Um, and uh, surprised. But, uh, yeah, they go back to the well, and I really still like it. Absolutely. Black and, Widow number 11, of course, by Chris Samney and Mark And I know Wade. you like this. I know why you like it. <laughs> why do I like this? Because it's Samney and Wade. I, it's true. It's true. And uh, I'm not going to question you this time. <laughs> While Widow's been collecting information, her enemy has been collecting allies. Natalia faces a full-scale invasion. What's the target? And can Widow shield it on her own? Are you caught up on this? Nope. Too behind so I don't know if that's like a beginning or not. I probably need to hop back on this. Yep. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. When we're we're done here, I think I'm gonna catch up on that because just reading that makes me want to finish those out. Fool killer four bullets. Hulk number one going to a second print on that first issue. IVX, you bothering with that? Nope. Nope. Star Wars Dr. Afra number four. You rolled right over my boy Kingpin number one. Matthew Rosenberg going back to that after mm-hmm. he did that four issue miniseries. Now he's getting his own series, which will probably end up being a miniseries again. But uh, with art by Ben Torres this time. Um, where Wilson Fisk, Fisk builds a brand new empire. Kingpin has done some bad things, deplorable things. She's the law. He's blackmailed rivals. He's killed. But that's all in the past. The Kingpin is back in the city he loves and ready to make his mark as a titan of legitimate industry, but needs to rekindle his public image. When Wilson Fisk, Fisk makes disgraced journalist Sarah Dewey an offer she can't refuse, the spiraling saga of crime and betrayal begins anew. 
So it says it's an ongoing. Um, I would be very surprised if this makes a dozen issues, but um, still cool. Still cool. Now, what about this? Illustrated in the heavy noir stylings of Ben Torres. That's okay. I mean... Okay. All right. All right. There's stuff like that can coexist. And what were you saying about Afra? Uh, issue number four. All right. <laughs> now, we missed, we missed out on one of these true believers that popped out uh, last Wednesday. The dollar one? It was... Yeah, there was a reprint of Hulk 181, essentially, that uh, we probably should have picked up if we found. And so if you see that laying around, I'd like that. It was a True Believers Hulk 181. Hulk, yeah, it was True Believers Hulk versus Wolverine. It was a reprint of 181. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so if you can find those, you'll get more than a dollar for them here in a short amount of time. I, I screwed up and missed that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't care about that one. Don't care about that one. I do care about oh. Jessica Jones number five. Okay. It continues to be really good. Um, really good twist. Uh, last issue, we kind of find out what's going on and why why she's hiding her kid from Luke Cage. And uh, it's, it's, it's really good. And uh, I like I like some Bendis. Some Bendis is good. <laughs> Just not too much Bendis. No, some, not, not big event Bendis. There you go. All right, Drew. Tell me, do we care? The Unworthy Thor number four, mm-hmm. the Odin Sons Quest, is imp- impeded when Proxima Midnight and the Black Swan seek to battle with him. Blah, blah, blah. But are the two acting alone, or is there something else pulling their strings? Okay. Now, here's the part that I don't know if we care about. Don't miss the debut of the Odin Sons all new look. So, is this a refresh of oh. OG Thor? And do we care? I don't know. What if this is, you know, black suit Thor? Huh? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. This is our Secret Wars eight, <coughs> ah. or is this our our you know uh, Batgirl rejuvenation issue? Maybe, or is this just? Oh look, he's got cargo pants on now. <laughs> uh, okay, I thought maybe he'd get a, like a new weapon or something, but you're thinking it's it might be a. Okay. If it is, then, you know, we essentially have the first appearance of Mjolnir 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, which could be could be something special. So, uh, that's a good call, man. I didn't even think about that. So, Unworthy Thor number four. Mm-hmm. Take a peek. Take a peek. Take a peek. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I know no inside information, but reading that solicit, it's just, there could be something there. Yeah, flip that thing open at the, at the rack. Because comic book shop owners love that. And you know what? Our new our new LCS owner has, yeah. has moved to the sealed bags. Yeah. So you can't even f- uh, pull the, the book out unless you go, and, you know, everybody looks at you because you're, you're reading a book that's sealed up. That makes me so mm. mad. I couldn't believe he did that. <laughs> you couldn't believe it? I, I could. I totally believed it. But yeah. uncool. Uncool. <laughs> We're going to continue to do it, but very uncool. <clears throat> We're going to have to go, <laughs> clear our throats an awful lot. That's right. Drew, is there anything else we need to look at in Marvel while we're here? No. 
Uh, my friend went to uh, the LCS and picked up his copy of Moon Knight yesterday, which has the new Marvel codes in it. Oh. So he paid his $4 for Moon Knight, and he got a code for a, an issue of Old Man Logan that he already had, <laughs> a M- Captain Marvel that he didn't care about, and a Civil War that he didn't care about. Nice. So, well worth that extra dollar. All right, Drew, let's head on into our smaller publishers. Let's get those Onis, those Booms, those Black Masks, those Dynamites. Speaking of Black Mask, we have Black, number four, um, with a schism between Juncture and Kareem, sets the young man on the run from the people he thought were his comrades, traversing the depth of the project's of the project. He searches for answers he can't get from Juncture. Will he find what he's looking for or will he discover his discovery put everyone in danger? And it's got a cool um, Donkey Kong uh, cover with, I don't know, it might be Trump. Looks uh, like it. Got some Klan members on there. Uh, it's a cool cover. I like it. A rogue judge, a rogue cop. Yeah. And we've got, uh, of course, this is written by Kwanzi Asaihefo. That's probably not right. Art by Jamal Eigel. And the cover by Carrie Randolph. So uh, this has been cool. It's kind of, ter- it, it, it's, I'm glad I stuck with it because I, I like it a little more now than I did after that first issue. Who's the pu- Black Mask is the publisher on that? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if there's another, uh, uh, a, another variant uh, unedited or a uncensored variant or whatever like they did previously it didn't look like it no, <clears throat> it looked like no, just no. one no, i do not see any more we also have alters number four from aftershock this is the paul jenkins book and uh surprisingly good um not sure they, they don't even have a cover on this one so it's either it wasn't done or they so shocking they can't show you <laughs> What about Death Be Damned? We've got, uh, this is a Boom Studio book. And at first glance, it looks kind of cool. Then you mm-hmm. see it's written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. <laughs> and they destroyed their run on uh, Spider-Man Deadpool. They were on. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm kind of worried about that. So I would think a lot about their writing style. Uh, but maybe the art by Hannah Christensen uh, could save it because it looks kind of nice. It's about seven outlaws that have killed Miranda Kohler and her family, but her death turned out to be a little less permanent than they expected. Blessed with the inability to fully die until she exacts revenge on her family's killers, but cursed to lose a part of her memories every time she's killed. Miranda will need the help of Joseph Murray, an undertaker dabbling in necromancy, hoping to bring back his wife if she's ever to find peace. Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, uh, the Thrilling Adventure Hour folks, team up with Hannah Christensen, uh, who did Harrow County issue or two. Oh, nice. uh, For a supernatural tale of revenge in the Old West. Perfect for fans of Pretty Deadly and the Six Gun. And it's got a Pretty Deadly look to it. It's got the mm-hmm. kind of color palette. So, there you go. 
Doll Face Number Two, Doll Face Number One, a good seller, uh, a good flip, and a good book. I really like that. A good book. Yeah. A lot of covers here. One, two, three, four, five. Looks like six of them. Some of them scantily clad. Ah, tattered and torn. All right, Drew. We also has Fissure Number One from Vault Comics. Written by Tim Daniel, with art by Patricio Delfiche. El Cienueno, Texas, was a single street town withering under the shadow of the Mexican-U.S. border. Then the pavement split and a massive crack spread from one end to the other, rapidly swallowing El Sueño whole. Young couple Avery Lee Almos and Hark Wright fight to escape the mysterious sinkhole and the malevolent forces that beckon from its depth. Nice. Maybe. Yeah. Intriguing. Sounds at least uh, original. Yeah. Uh, Xenoscope gives us Evil Heroes 5 of 6. So we got a penultimate, another penultimate sighting here. Hey. Uh, this is uh, written by Joe Brasha with art by Eric J. <coughs> and a cover by Sammy Cavella. As the Hellions' defense against the new, evil new gods mounts, they fail to realize how truly ruthless their enemy is. Because if the new gods can't rule Earth, they don't plan on leaving it around for anyone else to rule either. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. I'm gonna. Uh, I think it'll be a fun trade to read. It'll be a nice little six-issue story. Um, kind of cool. Glad yeah. I glad I I hopped on it. Drew from Action Lab Danger Zone. We have Infinite Seven Number One by Dave Dwonch, Dwonch and art by Arthuro Mesa. I've got to start reading these names ahead of time. I'm murdering on some of them. Yeah. For centuries, a secret world government has employed the Infinite Seven, the world's greatest assassins, to do their dirty work. The only way to become one of the members is to prove your worth by killing one of their members. But what happens when Anthony Zane, a teenage boy from the suburbs, does just that? Action hero archetypes are reimagined with what is sure to be the blockbuster series of the year. So we got some 007 yeah. vibes, a little there, but uh, we've got more of an assassin feel to it. And your main character appears to be a child murderer. And I have uh, been poo pooing the action labs for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I never really thought they had any long term value. Uh, and then Dollface came along there. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of really, uh, it was not only a good book, but it was also a good flip. And uh, maybe we need to think a little bit more about some of these. Maybe I need to uh, uh, give them a chance. Uh, gotcha. Uh, I never had any luck with them before, but maybe I uh, just were picking the wrong ones. Yep. So cover A is three ninety nine, cover B is three ninety nine, cover C, D, and E are four ninety nine, and cover F is six ninety nine. So we are exploring every angle of the price point here. Uh huh. That's weird. And it appears that covers D and E interlock with five covers to be released through the first arc to form a, a massive infinite seven poster that's crazy yeah. crazy uh, I get it but I don't get it you know what I mean yeah oh we got the fifth and final issue of hard case trigger man 
Hard Case Crime Trigger Man from Titan Comics. This is Walter Hill and Matt's with art by Jeff. Uh, this has been fun. The uh, Pea Plan's been fun. The new assignment has been fun. I love this imprint. Uh, and uh, if you can find it, pick them up. They're really good. Really good reads. Ooh, we got a, a new Boundless book. Uh, Helena Scythe. Scythe. What is, how do you, how do you say I that? say Scythe, yeah. You say Scythe, too? You pronounce yep. the T-H? Yep. Uh, number one. Helena returns for an epic battle to determine who rules hell. Oh, yeah. I better top falls off at some point. <laughs> Which cheesecake cover do you have pre-ordered, uh, sir? That would probably be the wraparound. <laughs> it's always the wraparound. Always the wraparound. Uh, homies number four. This is from uh, Dynamite. Uh, first issue of this was great. I loved that first issue. I thought it was awesome. And it's it's got some it's got a cool kind of <coughs> wacky art style, like really super cartoony, exaggerated cartoony, but but I liked it. And then like second and third issue, second was ter- terrible. I really hated it. And then the third one kind of redeemed itself a little bit. It was a lot better. So um, I think I'm gonna. I mean, this is the last one, so might yeah. as well read it. Um, but it was uneven. So it's written by uh, David Gonzalez and Elliot Serrano with art by Andrew Huerto. Um, but it might be a fun little four-issue series if you can pick it up to uh, to put together and flip because it is a unique art style, um, really well-drawn, and uh, it, it's got a, a very specific voice. And uh, I, I kind of like it, kind of dug it. Hmm, very cool. All right, Drew, this point in the podcast where I put you on the spot and say, Drew, um, if you're going to pick up one book at your LCS, what's the one worth running in to grab to put back that will gain and gain in value, sir? Did we hit everything? Uh, maybe. I think so. Oh, did you did you read Infinite 7? Yes. You that did. was the 007 one. That was the 007 one. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't get it. I didn't even get to the through the half of the alphabet somehow. No, I must have fell asleep. Around a little bit. I apologize. I mean, unless you want to talk about Steven Universe on going number one. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I, I think. Well, I mean, I think I'm putting. A, I mean, I think of course the two homage covers. Okay. Are your are your focus? But yep. I really like some of the things that you said about. Um, unworthy Thor, unworthy Thor, and then the 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 Wonder Woman with the with the God person. Mm-hmm. I think yep. could do a little research there. See, that's a possible number one. Um, those are all good opportunities, but I think I would I would go towards homage covers, and that there would be go. that would be my goal. And I'd I'd hit multiple LCSs trying to find them. Since you've literally taken up four spots with your pick of the week. <laughs> I'm getting bad at that. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to this and a shout out to that. Because I'm what so terrible at picking things. I have to spread my luck around because I've had such a bad run. That way in three weeks we'd be like, hey, that's what I talked about. One of six that I talked about, but that's okay. <laughs> 
Hey, who's going to go in and just buy one comic anyway? The, this is very true. This is true. <laughs> also, uh, Marry Me number one did very well. So, oh, wait. Am I? Yeah, okay. So, Marry Me number two coming out. Also a good one. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go with a cover A of Infinite Seven number one. Just because it does sound intriguing. Um, I'm going to give a shot to the Action Lab Danger Zone. Do you so still that, have my Marry Me? I don't know. That, did that come in? In my box? It, it would have been in the box we ju- I, like that I picked up off the stoop yesterday, so yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, to run that down, image homage covers. So let's go back. Let's go to... back real quick. How much is Mary okay. and Me going for? <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. Is he doing well? Yeah, I mean, I heard buzz about it uh, being sought after. Oh, nice. So that's like a $20 book? I don't know, because my computer doesn't work. Oh, that's cool. I'll look it up. That's awesome. I like it when I Do hit. Do some work. Yeah, no doubt. But I think I only bought one. Yeah. So anyways, image homage covers. We think they're tough to get, so if you find them, snag them up. Yep. Um, we've got hunches about both Wonder Woman number... I'm less strong about that one than I am about... I I, I really like your theory on Unworthy Thor. Okay. Wonder Woman 16. uh, I'm not sure if that is a new villain to go ahead and snag in case they do something cool with him. Um, Then we talked about Unworthy Thor and the first appearance of his new look. So we don't know if they're simply... uh, He's going to find his new weapon for the future or if they're kind of going to redo him. Or what they're going to do with him, but uh, we think it's worth three ninety nine to find out. See if Jason Aaron has something uh, really rad in store for this character, and hopefully uh, in the next one we find out what the friggin' heck was whispered in his friggin' ear to cause him to drop Mjolnir in the first friggin' place. I'm really sad we don't know the answer to that yet. And just grab the uh, cover A for Dollface Two. Grab the cover A for Dollface Two, and then what did I tell everybody? I keep forgetting the name of that. That 007 book that I thought looked neat enough to at least infinite infinite, infinite seven. something, yeah, infinite seven cover A. So that's comics for fun and profit for this week. Um, we want to thank you for joining Drew and myself as we go through comics originally releasing February eighth, two thousand seventeen. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Comics Fun Profit. You can find us on Facebook, Comics for Fun and Profit. You can drop us a line on our Gmail account. All of this stuff can be found at Comics for Fun and Profit if you're listening to us on iTunes please hit the review button hit five stars say some wonderful things um, Drew we're, you said we've gotten to the point where if you just type in comics we show up with all the big guys yeah we're really excited so. about that you guys have uh, done a good job of giving us ratings and reviews we must have done something kicked the iTunes execs in the butt and they uh, they were right up there with the the rest of the comic podcast. It only took 362 episodes to get there on that first page. But we appreciate it. But we do very much appreciate all you guys do for us. We thank you so much for listening. If you disagree with any of our picks or have something to add, please feel free to drop us a line. So until next week, for Drew and myself, see ya!